0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: On this Remembrance Day, 100 years since the signing of the Armistice, I'm Graham VK4BB with WIA National News and an SOS goes out for Lost Morse Code message. The North Wales Chronicle reports a Holyhead man has put out an SOS for a lost Morse code message which played an important part in heralding the end of the First World War. Reprinted in Southgate News, the story goes on to explain how a Trevor Williams has appealed for help to find the treasured armistice message his father, Billy Williams, transcribed 100 years ago today when he worked as wireless telegraphist in the Royal Naval Volunteer Reserves. Back in 1916, he joined the RNVR aged 18 and, after training, was posted to the Mersey U-boat hunting flotilla under the command of Captain Gordon Campbell, VC, DSO by three. Yes, DSO with three bars. On the 11th day of the 11th month, 1918, he was wireless telegraphist of the watch on Captain Campbell's ship HMS Patrol in Holyhead Breakwater Harbour. At 06.30 hours, he received a Morse code message from the Eiffel Tower saying war was to end at 11am. He was then given the message as a memento. Another message from King George V at 0200 hours on November 12, 1918 was also given to him. Trevor's father died aged 63 in 1960. Trevor, who is now 87, and his twin brother John looked after the items until their 80th birthdays. We hoped to retrace our dad's footsteps to the town hall and present it to the Mayor a proud day for us. But his brother died before they could carry out their plan and the treasured message was lost. You can read the full story at the link on this week's WIA National News.
2: Hello, this is Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey WIA Director, with this week's board comment. Today is a significant historical day. The day 100 years ago that an armistice was signed between the Allies of World War I and Germany. It took effect at 11 o'clock on the morning of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month 100 years ago. The war to end all wars was finally over and World War I saw the mobilisation of over 70 million people and left 16 million people dead. Over 60,200 were Australians, with as many as one-third with no known grave. At the first anniversary in 1919, a two-minute silence was instituted as part of the main commemorative ceremony. A little-known fact is that that silence was proposed by Australian journalist Edward Honey, who was working in London at the time. After World War II, the Australian and British governments changed the name to Remembrance Day. We remember all those who died or suffered for Australia's cause in all wars and armed conflicts on this day. So in a couple of hours' time at 11 o'clock, I encourage you to pause and remember. And a reminder that VI-100 Peace will be operating up to 1100 hours today, when the transmitters will fall silent. As heard from Director Aiden last week, your board is working on a bid for the ACMA's approach to market for assessment services, and there are some exciting innovations and improvements being proposed as part of that bid. It is certainly not a done deal that the AWIA will be successful, and to this end, a group of directors met recently with the ACMA to discuss transitional arrangements. This is to ensure a smooth and seamless transition from the current arrangements to the new provider, whoever that may be. The WIA has been providing these services on behalf of the ACMA for nearly 10 years and there are many records that need to be carefully dealt with under the deed that the WIA has with the ACMA. WIA board elections are coming up for the 2019 board and there will be a nomination form included in the November-December AR magazine. Nominations close on the thirty first of january twenty nineteen with postal ballots to be sent to members on the seventh of march and those ballots close on the twenty seventh of march. I encourage everyone to consider standing for the WIA board. If you believe you have something you can contribute, then please complete a nomination form and send it in to the returning officer. The ICT group is working with a number of WIA committees to help them use the ticketing system. This system provides a central automated process of capturing all requests that come into the WIA. The system enables the WIA to ensure requests are resolved in a timely fashion. The ticketing system importantly provides reporting on what is coming in and out of the WIA and enables the prioritisation and best use of the limited resources available to the WIA. Lastly, It's been brought to the attention of the Board that learning facilitators were not getting the same service recognition that assessors do. This is unacceptable. This has now been rectified and learning assessors and other long-term volunteers will now receive that recognition at the AGM. The Board sincerely apologises for this and we look forward to recognising this service at the 2019 AGM in Sydney. And for the WIA National News, this has been Justin, VK7, Tango Whiskey.
0: From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service
3: originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Sawyer's rocket faulty sensor led to launch failure. Russian space agency Roscosmos said on Wednesday it hopes to resume planned missions with a three-person launch to the ISS on the 3rd of December. Russian officials believe the component was damaged during assembly. They warned that two other Soyuz rockets could also be defective and said additional checks have been introduced. The rocket had been transporting two personnel, one Russian and one American, to the International Space Station when they had to abort. The crew members were then recovered in good health from an escape capsule. The incident on the 11th of October was the first serious launch problem by a manned Soyuz space mission since 1983. News from Sweden. The Swedish Amateur Radio Society, SSA, reports radio amateurs gained access to the new WRC-15 5MHz band on November 1. Now the band is free to use for all Swedish radio amateurs. Band limits are 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz and the maximum allowable power is limited to 15 W EIRP. According to the IARU Region 1 band plan, it is recommended that hams wanting long QSO still use the 80 and 40 meter bands, as the new band is only 15 kHz wide. From Belgium, SEPT at novice level, regulators in Belgium may soon be introducing a licence to ease radio operations for visiting hams. BIPT has told the nation's amateur radio associations that it wants to introduce a SEPT novice licence. SEPT, the European Telecommunications Authority, has agreements to allow compatible, H-A-R-E-C compliant, and novice licence holders in signatory countries to travel to other such nations in Europe and go on air without the need for additional permits or licences. The current Belgian novice licence allows 50 watts output on all modes. The revision to the Sept compatible novice specification would permit 100 watts output on the HF bands and 6 metres, with 50 watts on 2 metres and 70 centimetres. The proposed SEPT novice licensee would have access to all HF bands except 60 metres, plus a portion of 160 metres as well as 6 metres, 2 and 70 centimetres. News from the subcontinent, India gets three new bands, 60, 630 and 2300 metres. The Indian Government's Telecommunications Regulator has published a 2018 update to the Indian National Frequency Plan, Effective twenty fifth of october twenty eighteen, which lists new bands at five megahertz sixty meters, four seven two kHz at six thirty meters, and one three five kilohertz at twenty three hundred meters. In the five megahertz newsletter, editor Paul Gaskell, Golf four Mike Whiskey Oscar, says the exact frequencies are five three five one point five to five three six six point five kHz, four seven two to four seven nine kHz and one three five point seven to one three seven point eight kilohertz. From South Africa at 10.45 C.A.T. today, Sunday the 11th of November 2018, Amateur Radio Today will broadcast a Remembrance Day message by Reverend Jen Kramer, Zulu Sierra 6 Juliet Romeo Kilo. This is a mark of respect and in memory of those who lost their lives in service of their country. Hams are requested to observe radio silence from 10.45 to 11:00 C.A.T. In the United States of America, a published news report says Paul Bittner, Whiskey Zero Alpha India Hotel, fell 50 feet from his tower on Wednesday and was later found dead at the scene. W0ATH, would you believe, is in his 80s, an age when many of us would be a little wary of even a four foot stepladder to change a light bulb. Paul, Whiskey Zero Alpha Tango Hotel, was locally referred to as Pastor Paul, being a retired Lutheran minister. Paul had participated in the World Radio Sport Team Championship in Germany this past US summer, and he had just competed in the CQ Worldwide DX Contest in October, and had just posted a score of about 2.2 million points. Paul's many honours included induction in 2009 to the CQ Contest Hall of Fame. One report says W0AIH, locally known as the Antenna Farmer, was performing maintenance on one of his many towers at his Antenna Farm. FCC fines amateur radio licensee $25,000 for operating unlicensed FM station. The FCC has issued a forfeiture order to Kilo Charlie 2 Alpha Lima November, a general class licensee. The fine followed an April 2018 Notice of Apparent Liability for Forfeiture issued for alleged willful and repeated violation of Section 301 of the Communications Act of 1934, as amended, by operating an unlicensed FM radio station on 90.9 MHz. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au
4: Ham Radio Operational News. It's gone to export. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. November 24, 25 hour. Next day is out in the field. Spring contest for 2018. Saturday 24 and Sunday 25 November. One station to look out for in this VHF UHF Field Day will be VK2SCR. Some of the Radio Club members Graham, VK2QJ and Dave, VK2CDG will be going to visit the point in entering VK2SCR in the 24-hour multi or portable category. The location is near Mount Highland, in the nature reserve of the same name. In the mountains west of Cobbs Harbour, an elevation of over 1,000 metres. Also that weekend we'll see the CQWWDXCW Contest, November 24-25. 2019 Saturday 12th and Sunday 13th January, the Summer VHF-UHF Field Day. May 4th, the 20th Harry Angel Memorial Sprint. July twenty, trans Tasman band Contest. August 17 18, VK Remembrance Day Contest. Through the DX Window. The DXCC most wanted entities list has been updated on Club Log as of october thirtieth. The list contains three hundred and forty entities and here are the top five entities number one P five DPRK North Korea number two three Y stroke B island number three ft five stroke W crozy island number four C zero X San Felix islands number five BS seven H scarborough reef as a matter of interest coming in in ninth position VK0M, Macquarie Island St. Vincent Island Six operators will be active as J8NY from St. Vincent Island, NA109, between November 21 and 28. Activity will be on 160-6 metres using CWSSB and the digital modes. They will also be in the CW contest November 24-25 as a multi-two entry. QSL via V7NY Andy OE7AJH is on holiday in Madagascar until November 13. He will be on the amateur bands in the mornings and evenings using the call sign 5 up QSL to his home call OE7AJH. A mainly German group is QRV from Barbados as 8P9AE until the 20th of November. QSLs go via DL7DF. Gary is operating from St. Kitts on as V47FWX until the 14th of November. QSL via M0URX. Prefix hunters may be interested in the call signs DL32EUDXF and OE32EUDXF. These are on the air during November to celebrate 32 years of the European DX Foundation. Further info on EUDXF can be found on EUDXF.eu. HMS Belfast Special Call Sign. The HMS Belfast Radio Group has obtained the special call sign GB one hundred ARM to commemorate the one hundredth anniversary of the Armistice that ended fighting in World War one one hundred years ago today, the eleventh of november nineteen eighteen. The call sign will be active until the twenty eighth of November from the Bridgewater's Office on board HMS Belfast. HMS Belfast is a town class light cruiser that was commissioned in nineteen thirty nine for the Royal Navy. I think everyone who has visited London since the early 1970s would know of her. She is permanently moored as a museum ship on the River Thames in London, near Tower Bridge, and is operated by the Imperial War Museum, GB100ARM. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, Hugh
1: It's Graham, VK4BB, with a look at broadcast monitoring, shortwave listening and scanner news and Channel 292 tests the amateur-owned and run AM shortwave broadcast station, Channel 292, has started testing on their new 41-metre broadcast band, a frequency of 7440 kHz. Rainer, Delta Bravo 8QC, who owns and operates the station from Bavaria in southern Germany, would appreciate all signal reports which can be sent simply via the form on the Channel 292.de website.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: Hello, I'm Bruce. VK3FF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide special interest group news. ATV. From time to time, newbies of our hobby ask, How can I receive ISS photos? Well, in this week's Summerland Amateur Radio Club's newsletter, there is a three-line, keeping it simple, explanation. The frequency to receive the images is 145.8 simplex. You will need the software MMSSTV, and the mode is usually PD180. The quality of the images varies depending on the height of the ISS above the horizon. Noise bars are often seen on the images, but that doesn't affect the pleasure of receiving such images from space. Nothing amateurish about this setup. In fact, you could say it's out of this world. Just when you may have been contemplating upgrading your home TV subscription service to the new 4K box, comes news that fans of science in space can now experience fast-moving footage in even higher definition as NASA and ESA... European Space Agency delivered the first 8K ultra high definition video of astronauts living, working and conducting research from the International Space Station. The same engineers who sent high definition HD cameras, 3D cameras and a camera capable of recording 4K footage to the space station now have delivered a new camera capable of recording images with four times the resolution 4K previously offered the camera can be used for shooting at resolutions ranging from conventional hd tv up to 8k specifically 8192 by 4320 pixels while the 4k camera brought beautiful footage of fluid behavior in the space station's microgravity environment to the world The new 8K video takes viewers through a variety of experiments and facilities aboard the orbiting outpost, which on Friday, November 2nd, celebrated the 18th anniversary of humans living continuously aboard and the 20th anniversary of the launch of the first two space station elements. Worldwide special interest groups ballooning. Amateur radio experimenters group Balloon Success to celebrate its 20th anniversary, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group released a high-altitude balloon carrying transmitters for APRS and SSTV and a crossband FM repeater last Sunday. From AREG, here is Grant Willis, VK5GR.
6: As announced last week, the group was able to fly its 50th high-altitude balloon last Sunday in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the club. The response from the amateur radio community was unprecedented, with record numbers of people tracking the telemetry, watching the slow-scan TV pictures, or talking through the flying cross-band repeater. Distance records go to Alan VK3DXE, who copied the slow-scan TV in Melbourne, as well as to Andrew VK3BQ, who copied the Ritti telemetry on 70cm, also from Melbourne. We had over 30 contacts through the balloon repeater, despite difficulties with the receiver. The furthest voice contacts, included John, VK5DJ and Millicent, as well as several amateurs in the Wyala and Port Piri region. The flight itself lasted two hours and 45 minutes, with the balloon reaching 35.8 kilometres altitude, or 117,000 feet. It travelled downrange 82 kilometres from the launch site, landing in a wheat field near Wanaka This launch was pursued by four tracking teams, including some newcomers to the project, which was great to see. The teams are in fact within a kilometre of the landing zone as the balloon touched down. We managed to actually see it land. All up, it was a fantastic day and a great flight. Thank you to everybody who participated, either through launch, tracking, telemetry and the recovery process. You can find out more from the club's website, www.areg.org.au 73's from Grant, VK5GR, for the Amateur Radio Experimenters
5: Group. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier, an SDR CubeSat on the cards. AMSAT SA has announced that parallel to its analogue Kletzkus CubeSat, the group is working on a digital project featuring a software-defined transponder. Called AfriCube, the CubeSat will use the same space frame as Kletzkus. The development and final construction of the AMSAT S.A. Kletzkus is plagued by electronic component obsolescence. This forces unwanted design changes to be made to ensure that when the time comes to construct the final launch unit, the main components are still available. The Kletzkus team has decided to freeze the design and purchase a quantity of devices to proactively mitigate future obsolescence. Worldwide Special Interest Groups IOTA AS 189 EP6 RRC update EP2 LMA will be active as EP6 RRC from Shif Island, Iran between November 17th to 23rd on 160, 80, 40, 30, 20, 17, 15 and 10 metres using CW, SSB and FT8 Please note during the CQWW-DXCW contest, November 24th, 25th, operation will be for only two to three hours in the beginning of the contest before leaving the island. Worldwide special interest groups, D-Star. On the trains net, a certificate is just the ticket. The founder of net for Hams, who loves D Star and railroads has a message for everyone who's checked in so far. Here's Paul Braun, WD9GCO. The D
7: Star Trains Net has just marked its first year on the air, bringing train and railroad enthusiasts together once a week to talk about one of their favorite subjects. Daryl Stout, WX1DER, who calls himself the net's conductor, told Newsline that he is pleased with so many hams coming on board, but said that not everyone has claimed their commemorative certificate. He and Paul Fry, 9 PTF, designed the certificate, which is emailed to hams after their first check-in, and that is the date that appears on the certificate. If you need a certificate or a replacement, send Daryl an email at wx1der at gmail.com. Of course, if you're not yet all aboard, the net meets on D-Star Reflector 26 Alpha every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Participants can expect a bit of railroad trivia provided by Paul. The net is conducted to honor its predecessor that ran on Echolink for more than eight years, and also in the memory of Darrell's late uncle Frank, K3VRM, the youngest engineer hired by the Penn Central Railroad. Daryl told Newsline that it was Uncle Frank who gave him his love of trains and, of course, ham radio. And I'm Paul Brown,
5: WD9GCO. We'll have more on railroads coming to a station near you further down the track today. Worldwide special interest groups Rescue Radio. Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club have been advised that the Rally de Femmes, Lady Drivers' Rally, is proposed to be conducted on Saturday, December 1st. The proposed location is out in the Tidbinbilla Laurel Camp, Pierces Creek area, and consists of two stages, one run three times and one run once only, with an HQ and service park being located on Tidbinbilla Lane. At this point, it is unclear whether the event will actually be conducted as the rally routes traverse the area where the Pierces Creek bushfire has been burning, and hence there are concerns for road condition, Safety with burnt out trees falling, etc., and so forth. And Phil Longworth, VK1PL, Deputy State Controller, WICEN ACT, is awaiting further advice from the organizers. Special interest groups VHF and above the plumbers' delight. Record news VK7WI News say that a three centimetre EME world record ZL. VK7MO to G3WDG has been set. On the 25th of October 2018, VK7MO operating portable in New Zealand worked G3WDG portable to extend the existing 3cm EME world record between WA3LBI and VK7MO by some 156 kilometres to around 19,107 kilometres. The exact distance is still to be confirmed. Key issues are absorption and absorption noise combined with ground noise which can increase losses significantly at 10 gigahertz at the low elevations that are necessary to achieve such long distances. To gain an adequate window, both stations operated portable with takeoffs over the sea. In the case of VK-7MO, it was necessary to fly to New Zealand and develop a flyable dish for the exercise. Within New Zealand, operations were supported by Roger, ZL3RC, and Dave, ZL3FJ. In the UK, it was a combined operation between Charlie, G3WDG, and Petra, G4KGC. I'm Bruce, VK3, Triple F.
1: Alrighty, let's go clubbing. Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, train communications, looking at latest technology in Victoria. The State Technical Director for the new high-capacity Metro Train Project, Michael Neal, will be presenting a talk on recent developments with the Metropolitan Digital Train Radio System and how it will be utilised for the new train to provide enhanced passenger communication and functionality. Michael will also present briefly on recent developments on the V-Line trains regarding enhanced mobile coverage. Also discussed will be the new communication-based train control system, currently being designed to be deployed for the new Metro Tunnel in Melbourne and between Sunshine and Dandenong. Michael will also take guests through the high-level architecture of the new seven-car high-capacity train communication system, the digital route display maps, CCTV and passenger intercom systems. Now the evening commences at 7.30pm Friday, November 16 at the 1st Castlemaine Scout Hall. That's in 16 Reckleburn Street, Castlemaine. A gold coin donation would be appreciated. Tea, coffee, biscuits and train tickets available. So too, the social scene 2018. What's left in the year? November 11, VK5. That's today, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. Then November 17 in VK7, it's the VK7 Hamfest, Miena Community Centre. And November 18 in VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest.
8: This is Andrew, VK3, CAH from the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, with a reminder that the Rosebud Radio Fest will be held this year on Sunday, of November. In addition to sales of new and pre-loved equipment in the main hall, the Rosebud Radio Fest sets itself apart with the excellent range of forums which are presented. This year, topics being covered are Automatic Location of Interfering Signals on Amateur Repeaters by Ralph Parkhurst, of VK3LL Analysis of Multiple QRP Rigs and Operating Them in the Field by Peter Parker, VK3YE And a QRO 160 and 80 metre antenna for amateurs with limited space by Steve Adler, a VK5SFA So come along and enjoy the equipment, sales, great catering and excellent forums of the Rosebud Radio Fest. See you in Rosebud. This is Andrew, VK3CAH.
1: And as we leave WIA National News, first up on the social scene for 2019, Australia's big one in VK2 February 24, the Wyong Field Day. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Remember to pause and remember...